Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hey there. And today we're talking about Free Run Beyond Journey's End Volume 6. I loved it. Um, I thought it was a great follow-up to Volume 5, um, but I don't think I have much else to say. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's really good. Um, there's so much to really love about this and the direction that they continue to go in. And I, I don't know, they, every... every Every volume, I just fall more in love with this uh, simple-ish journey hmm. um, and the lore that's being built up. Right. Yeah, I, I said I, d I didn't have anything else to say, but I do have a lot to say about a lot of these characters. So let's dive into those, shall we? Starting with Freerin, as I think we always do on this one. Of course, we find out she has plenty of experience raiding dungeons. She did pl plenty during her journey with the party of heroes. Um, and I was I was very happy to see her uh, getting caught by mimic chests. Uh, oh, so pretty great. much right away. <laughs> <laughs> it's dark in here. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like it had to be there. Like the moment I think there there was some kind of hint. Like so, someone mentioned a mimic chest. I was like, oh my gosh! Of course, this guy going to happen here in a dungeon. Like yes. And of course it did, and it happened again. Oh my god, it was so so good. And and I love the method of getting her out there instead of pulling. You had to push it, push her into it, so that the the mimic gags on her, and then you can pull her out. It's so great. It's so good. Yeah, I, I love I love that recurring kind of gag, and that not I mean yeah, getting caught in the mimic, but just Freeman finding herself in situations where she's stuck in something. Yeah, you know? or she's falling over with her. But in the area, it's just hilarious. It is, it is. <laughs> but speaking of the her her love for dungeons, that she mentioned, I think that her team would had conquered the most dungeons out of anybody, at least according to her. And you know they they had a specific way of going about it, all because of Himmel. You know they had to yes. go over every uh, corner, uh, nook and cranny, <laughs> and. That's actually very similar to how I play video games. Some people will just go through a dungeon, you know, the main points. Nothing wrong with that, of course. Uh, in fact, they probably have better use of their time. <laughs> Me, like I, I, like when I'm playing like a Zelda game, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> or some sort of game that has varying paths. I, I will go purposely go in the wrong direction. Oh yes. Uh, and if I realize I'm going in the right direction, it's like, oh, well, turn around. Let's go. <laughs> we got, we got to find the secrets that could be there maybe yes so it's kind of funny that that kind of mentality is carrying on over to this uh, world yeah i loved it too i'm also one of those who who I, ever since i was a kid i've also played video games that way like pokemon and zelda mm. and like yeah as you said yes. like, th th those sorts of games where yeah th there's a level of of uh exploration to it and yeah it, it's it's it was so fun to see that and i <laughs> and yeah like just how himmel and and it seemed like it was a bit weird or like to the other characters <laughs> yeah. how um he like not only does he do this he also just he he gets excited by by doing the going through dungeons like that's something mm -hmm. he enjoys doing really like he's playing a video game and like like in, in the same kind of a way and like yeah he just really wants to 100 percent each dungeon <laughs> mm -hmm. like a like a true gamer yeah <laughs> uh, yeah no that, that was that was really fun I, th I think there may be a grimoire, you know, over the corner or something <laughs> like that. What are we doing sitting around here for? Let's go! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Love that. Um, and yeah, and we found out here about Freerun's uh, fatal vulnerability um, that 
her mana detection breaks off for like a split second when she casts a spell. And apparently that's something that most mages kind of learn to avoid doing pretty early on in their mm. training. But it's something that Freeran just never really got the hang of for some reason. And it's like her one kind of fatal flaw. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's... It, it's, it's kind of cute. And it's also interesting to see that she isn't flawless even when it comes to right. um, these, I guess, yeah, combat type of kind of things. Well, it's interesting that Sedier mentions because... More or less, she had focused so much on um, subduing her magic aura or, you know, just the magic she puts off. Mm. They kind of let her a little lacking in, in some of the basics or, or some, some of the other right. things that mm. mages should have already mastered, if I understood what she was saying correctly. Yeah, no, it seemed um, that way. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting that we're getting that side because from, <laughs> from what we understand... <laughs> uh-huh. Friden is, you know, very OP, very powerful. For um, sure. Mm. And I don't think that this changes that, but it's funny to see that in some of the smaller things, she either struggles or just has never bothered to master. Exactly. And, and I guess about her incredible power, and like, you know, we learn or we really understand it. Even uh, like even like, we definitely knew it before this volume very well, but I think this volume mm-hmm. also does a really good job at showing it how not only do all of the characters, like all of the I guess uh, participants of the of the exam, they are aware of her incredible power and they're all afraid, really like <laughs> terrified of uh, of fa- facing the clone of her, uh, and and we also see how that that clone did resort to I guess this kind of ace that Freerun keeps up her sleeve in a way when it was fighting. That, yeah, that was, wow. Yeah, something that, according to Fern, it didn't even feel like magic. Uh, and it was just super powerful, and it was a move that supposedly Freerun, you know, obviously she knows it, and uh, but she hasn't really been forced to use it in about 80 years or yeah i mean she she still hasn't like she hasn't broken that streak technically it was her clone who did it but <laughs> but still uh it's, it's really interesting mm-hmm. to see that she has so much more kind of hidden that she doesn't use because she usually doesn't need to um but yeah she really is a monster at least in, in, in a way <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be honest with you i was shocked yeah yeah when fern got slammed to the wall I mean, I guess that part, you could expect that uh, Fiden's clone would have continued to fight. But it was just this whole just change in how Fiden fights and the, the magic circle underneath her. Uh-huh. Fern calling the apex of magic. Yeah. Like that, that, that was just, it was just so cool and epic. And, and obviously, uh, Fiden getting the final shot on her clone uh, mm. was a good moment. But also, she brings up that, like you said... I've never used that spell in 80 years. It just shows you how how much more there is that we we knew that she was incredibly powerful, but mm-hmm. it's beyond just you know maybe like upping the meter or upping how much power the Zoltark, whatever that move is called, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, has. It, 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 we're talking like a new uh, Echleon. Ech- a new tier of magic yeah right yeah somehow it's just different and that 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 really intrigues me and that's definitely something i'm gonna want to learn uh more about as the story progresses eventually right yeah so she says 80 years it makes me wonder if 
it just had to been against the Demon King, maybe. I uh, don't know. I mean, oh yeah, eighty years is not exactly. Is it? It's not. It's not exactly eighty years, but maybe she's just kind of guesstimating. Yeah, yeah. She also said roughly eighty years or something. Like she didn't say exactly. Yeah. Um. So actually, yeah, that that I think would add up. Um. To that, I believe. I can't wait to see because they gotta show what the fight with against the Demon King was like. Yeah, yeah, I believe aspect, it, it right? will. I, I, I'm pretty sure that, or I, I don't know if it's exactly, but at least the way I like to imagine it is that these flashbacks that we get to the party of heroes, um, that they take place in chronological order. Mm. Um, obviously that definitely isn't necessarily the case, but I imagine that it might be, it could be, or at least, well, yeah. Um, I, I believe most of it at least work, would work that way. And that maybe, I, or supposedly perhaps, uh, near the very end of the manga as a whole, we may also get those flashbacks to the actual uh, showdown with the Demon King. Hmm. But yeah, who knows? But it, I, I, at, least, at least at some point, I'm sure we'll get to see some of that. Yeah. I don't think I'm as convinced that they're in chronological order per se. Hmm. Um, although maybe from like volume two or three on they have become chronological as they travel up but uh, you know i mm. i could buy it well actually uh it, it definitely can't be completely because I, I just realized there there was a relatively recent flashback to when freeran met the party for the first time kind of uh in mm. like the, pre the right. previous or so, so book right um, right obviously that couldn't have been that but at least you know most of them could be but yeah anyway it's it's a it's a not it's not a really uh, important thing mm. but but i guess about about the, the party and, and and everything uh by the end of this book uh freedom made it clear that by now she is very well aware of how lucky she was to have traveled with uh himmel and heiser and eisen when she was on her journey with them yes and she is thinking <laughs> thinking back on or or to volume one, um, I don't think Freeran in that volume would have, um, I think, really appreciated that as much or kind of recognized how lucky she was to have known them. Yeah, I think I agree. Uh, so I, I love seeing that kind of growth within her. And I think mm -hmm. that's, we have talked about it, like Freeran, well, she is a fully fledged mage i mean more than mm. fully fledged she's like a masterful mage like she's incredible um so she hasn't really any room to grow there necessarily uh and uh besides she's i guess learning more spells which obviously she loves to do that but really where she is growing and where she's improving herself and whatnot mm -hmm. is is just in within herself um and kind of mm. the sensitive side of her and i think it has she has grown in that regard and it's it's made very clear by the end of this book and i love that absolutely I, throughout the volume you just see kind of a smile on her face and she's really enjoying herself <laughs> and this isn't new per se but it's not something we've seen consistently fair yeah yeah and and, and throughout the the dungeon crawling she was just having a blast you know <laughs> finding the treasures and being proud of finding the clues and and uh, <laughs> figuring out things and coming up with plans just like man I, i'm loving this like yeah. it was just really wholesome to see her really happy and even fern would comment on it mm -hmm. um so i like that another thing where you kind of see her personality growth well i guess it's more so relationship growth is when she's talking with fern um she mentions that she had always 
underestimated Fern. Right. Um, and they kind of had a special moment there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it, which made me think, oh man, I, I just love how far they've grown. I mean, yes, they've been close for a long time, but at this point, Freeland really sees her as somebody incredibly special instead of just a, an annoying brat I have to take along with me. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. And she is actually, I guess you could say, mature enough to appreciate Fern's company in the moment. Yes. Like, and that's something that she sadly probably didn't really get to do with the Party of Heroes. She, I, yeah. I think it wasn't until after, many years after they broke up, that she actually started to appreciate and cherish those years. Oh, man. Um, and that's really what makes it really tragic, I think, that whole side of the story. But, I mean, it's so good. And and how there was a flashback in, I think, the second to, uh, second to last chapter in this volume where uh, Heiter told Fern that Freerin is... Um, Oh, wait, sorry, how did he put it? Um, Freedom lacks emotion and empathy. That's right, yeah, she lacks emotion and empathy, which maybe that was true back then, but I don't think it's quite true anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sure, she, she still struggles showing it, I think, to, mm-hmm. to definitely uh, a, a noticeable extent, but, but it's there, it's, it's clearly there, um, even though, yeah, it may not have been there, uh, maybe not at all back when he knew her. As we were talking about Frida not being able to relish or enjoy the moment when she was with the hero party, mm. uh, I just thought about her crying in the cathedral after, during oh, yeah. Emil's funeral. Mm. I just got a little emotional because that's really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's come so far, and, and now it feels like she can really just appreciate the short lives that her friends, Fern and, and Stark, are, are, are living you know yeah um, and that's another thing about this volume is you get really into the mindset of these two creatures and i I'll, what's his name the uh monk elf craft craft we've had his perspective on living a long time but here we get this mage and and really ancient person's perspective on how long it it is or how long their lives are compared to the human mm. life. And, and we'll, we'll talk about city later, but it's just, it was very interesting to hear both Fern and, and, um, not Fern, uh, Frieden and city go back and forth, uh, just kind of pondering their, their existence and whatnot. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything about Flamme? Actually, I kind of was just about to bring up something about her. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, or, or, well, it's, it's, it's about Frieden and, and her, um, yeah. So uh, it's about um, the, this spell uh, to create mm-hmm. a field of flowers that we we learn was Flame's favorite spell, and also became Freerin's favorite spell. Yeah. And well, obviously it's beautiful that I, I think first of all just that that Freerin loved that spell so much because she learned it from her her master and how that was special to them together, kind of. Hmm. But then we, when we also found out that it was that spell that essentially made it so that she she joined the heroes party, um, yeah, that that gave it even more meaning, and that was so beautiful, and really understand. It makes me really understand why that is Freerin's favorite spell, and and I, I I guess that 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 whole interaction was just also really beautiful. How she mm. she wouldn't kind of 
contest Sirius' judgment of her. She didn't really care because she she was already. Mm-hmm. I mean, as she said, she 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 felt lucky. Like she she had good memories and good people around her. Something that Syria probably doesn't have. Um, so in a way, Friedrich was the winner, kind of in that in that meeting, regardless of kind of whether she got the the certification or not. Mm. You know, the the flower spell it might supposedly be a very simple one, a one that is not exciting whatsoever. Mm. But for but for Frieden, it's gotten a lot of mileage in in <laughs> you know just being a very special spell that has uh, helped her in a lot of ways. And I believe that's the same spell that she used um, when visiting this Himmel's statue. Um, yeah. Obviously, she had to go find the specific flower, but once she found the flower, she was able to use the few of the flower spell. I, I believe. I yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, so it's 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 nice to see that same spell kind of come back um, at various moments in the story and just show how how important it is to her uh, her story. Precisely. Anything else on Freeran? Uh, she was a little insensitive to Fern about the staff, you know? I mean, we've that, mm. that's where that whole line of her not having emotion and uh, empathy comes. But uh, she's definitely, she definitely makes up for it. And I think she understood at some point that she was being insensitive. Exactly. Um, mm. Which I don't think, probably even at the beginning of the, the story, uh, or when she first meets Fern, I don't think she would have done that. Yeah, I agree. Or yeah, I also think so. At least not to that extent, because mm. Hyder does say that you know she does like make it up in some way or or something along those lines. Yeah, because she cares. Uh, right. Like she might not understand how you feel or or yeah or have those emotions herself, but she still cares, and that was also that that was always true about her. Right. So I I guess maybe, but but still. Yeah, I, I ultimately I also don't think she would have been as likely to go this far to to I guess make Fern happy back back mm-hmm. you know nine years ago. Yeah. Then let us move on to Fern. She didn't seem to like it when Metode was really close to free Ren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. She's like, my free Ren. Yeah. <laughs> my master. <laughs> Um, just silly, but very funny thing. <laughs> yeah, the, just the look of her just kind of pulling feet in a way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is really funny. Mm. Uh, Sensei says Fern doesn't have the same passion, or not even that right. Fern doesn't have the same passion she had as a child, and Sensei brings that up, or at mm. least that she doesn't have passion. And I thought that was interesting. Like, yeah, Fern has always kind of had that somewhat non-passionate feeling to her in a way. Um, but I guess since we had seen her work so hard in her in her childhood, that I, I, I to me, I guess it didn't come across that way, that she wasn't as into it. But the as I thought about it, it's like, you're right. You know, she wasn't, or she kind of struggled to understand why Fidel would get so excited about simple little spells or you know, wanting wanting to spend so much time doing things and whatnot. Mm. Um, so that I guess there is a difference between 
uh, Frieden's passion and Fern's passion in that. But I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting mm. thing to point out that Fern's pursuit of magic is not as not as strong, but because it brings Frieden happiness, uh, Fern enjoys it. For sure. And I believe it's, I think it's a very good possibility that Fern might also learn to appreciate magic in the same way Freerun does um, mm -hmm. as, as she spends more and more time with her. Yeah. And that way she might, That's fair. I guess, uh, I guess she would gain a, a type of passion like that again, like I guess a passion for herself that isn't reliant on somebody else's passion as, as much. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I think something like that could, could end up happening to her, which I, I think that would be nice. Because she's already kind of adapted a lot of things from Freerun. Uh, obviously, mm. mo mainly in uh, the way they use magic. But I think I think it's very likely that something like this could happen as well. Yeah, I agree. Mm. But, you know, we, we mentioned it earlier a little bit. But the, that, that end of the battle with Freerun's clone, it had me mm. so invested. Uh, and... I was I was legitimately worried for Fern there, you know, when um, no way <laughs> when, when when that when that uh yeah when, when that that final move or that well yeah mm. the, the the clone's final move there, I I don't know if I legitimately thought she would die, but mm. I, I don't I don't know exactly what went through my head, but I I was definitely very worried, <laughs> definitely on the edge of my seat. She she got hurt like for sure. Yeah, yeah. like blood coming out of her mouth. I was like, no, right. Fern, no. Yeah. Uh <laughs> That was a hard slam against the wall. Uh-huh. For sure. I did yeah, that fight in general was just really cool. It was it mm -hmm. was awesome to see Fidina and Fern uh fighting together. And even though Fern took more of a uh hide and wait approach, it it was just cool to see their strategy and yeah. them go against a foe that you know, the most powerful foe they've fought yet. Precisely. Yeah, to totally. I wonder when this is going to get uh, topped, kind of like who who who's gonna pose a bigger threat than this. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, it's a good question. There's some candidates. There are. But I guess we can save that for predictions. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Fair. Fair. Let's do that. But I guess just uh, along with that, real quick, Fern knows Frieden's weaknesses. They've just been enough time mm. together that she's picked up on some of those weaknesses and. It seems also that they've kind of shared with each other, maybe, or they've talked to each other about that kind of stuff, which is not surprising per se. But do you think, yeah, or about Freedom's weakness? I, I didn't get the impression that they'd talked about that before. No, like it seems like they un they understand, like strategy wise, they 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 knew beforehand what they were what they were doing. It almost felt like ah, uh, uh. you know, not so much that. Freeman's like, hey, if you want to kill me, you got to do this. But more so that they're so much on the same wavelength, they were able to come up with a with a plan and a, and a B plan, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> if needed. So that, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is they they're really really connected. True, absolutely, yeah, yeah, and it was definitely a treat to to see that in the battle, and also in that battle, uh, Fern's staff broke, mm -hmm. and um. I when I saw that happen, obviously it was a bit sad because obviously she's had it from the very start. But I, mm -hmm. I initially just assumed that she would either get a brand new one, um, just I guess to 
change it up a little bit, a new a brand new design for the staff, make things a little bit fresh in the story. Well, well, really just the, the design wise, but still, uh, could be fun. Uh, was something that went through my head. Or I imagine that maybe they can fix it partially, but still have it look a little bit different or something like that. Uh, hmm. To still give some somewhat of a new, fresh design to it. But no. What, it, do, you, what do you think? This is the battle shonen? Come on. <laughs> yeah, that was silly of me to assume that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it just, it just looks the exact same now because it was perfectly mended, which is awesome. Because once I realized just how important it was to her... I was very happy to well that that it actually got repaired completely, and and when Richter, uh, you know, as he was repairing it, he he was able to tell just how much Fern treasured that staff, and like understanding all of that made me very glad it was it was uh, brought or uh, restored. Mm. Yeah, no, it was really great to have that, and I, I felt bad for Fern because she was just so attached to it, mm. but it was. It was a nice payoff to um, have Friedrich kind of show she cares and right and stuff like that. Yeah, and it also briefly, slightly, uh, in a way, made me made me think better of uh, Richter uh, than I did yeah. before. I mean, he was never evil or anything, but no. Since the previous volume, he 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 was a bit uncool, I guess. But he's got a, he's got a, yeah abrasive. Yeah. Nature, you know, hard to like. Right. So it was, it was nice to see him do a good deed like this. Uh, yeah, Fern, she is really a mana expert. Uh, like, not only is she a natural at concealing her own mana, as we've known from the start, pretty much, but she was also able to see, like, right away that Syria is restraining her mana. Which, mm-hmm. even, um, what was his name now? Uh, Lernan, I believe. Even he, who had been able to to see that Siri, or sorry, that Freerin was restraining hers, he even he hadn't been able to see that Syria was restraining hers. But Fern could could see through that, like right away. So I, I was very impressed, or like just kind of happy to see like such a, I'd say badass thing from her. Uh, I mean, not, not that she hasn't been badass before, because she absolutely has, but this was just a, a new way to show that, and I thought it was really, really awesome. But I, I love the when she asked Fern to be her apprentice, and she's like, what? No way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love that. <laughs> it's it's like a someone, it's, it's like, will you go out with me? What? No way. <laughs> <laughs> it's just spitting daggers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that 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 was a beautiful <laughs> end to the volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, of course, has me very excited for volume seven now. But um, but yeah, no, that was that was great. Anything else on Fern? No. Then let's talk about Syria next. So we learned that Flame dedicated her life to bringing magic to humanity, mm-hmm. so that anyone who wanted to learn magic could do that, basically. And she was successful in that throughout her life, which is awesome. But Syria didn't like that, uh, since she thinks that only the truly, truly talented mages should be able to know magic. She wanted to keep it special. Yeah, like I, because I when she said that, I could actually, I, I could sort of like, sort of understand, like, yeah, I guess so. Like, magic is kind of special. Like, I can sort of see what 
see it a little bit, but but at the same time, like of of course, spreading it more is 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 only a good thing, right? Like especially now that you know they they lived in a, in a, in an era where humans were really suffering because of other creatures who were using magic mm-hmm. to oppress them. Uh, of course, it's only a good thing that they get a means to defend themselves yeah. and to strike back. Like, uh, it really is a good thing, ultimately. So why Syria disagree with that? Yeah, it's a bit dumb. <laughs> yeah, it seems very entitled, very, yeah. Yeah, you know, for sure. high-minded. I don't know if there's a deeper meaning behind it, potentially. Maybe because of her long life, she has knowledge of this kind of thing um because of experience she she's seen it gone wrong when you give people magic to everybody maybe Hmm. i i think what we've seen so far is that magic has made great progress because you've opened it up to everybody yeah um without doing that progress would probably be a lot slower um and I don't think the Demon King would have been defeated when it was. I don't know if yeah. CDA has realized that yet. Like, she obviously understands mm. the Demon King's dead um, or gone and um, acknowledges that Frieden did so, although she's flabbergasted how. Right. Um, <laughs> and that's the thing. I, I think if once she realizes that the world is a better place because there are more mages in the world, which I... I maybe maybe she has but it doesn't it she doesn't act like it's been a it's been a benefit for her uh once no. she realizes that i think you know her her opinions on the whole magic should be kept special um will change and, and i don't think making it in, exclusive uh changes how special it is no that, that that that's a good point yeah maybe it's just safer if you only give it to people who uh have a talent maybe that could be it but i don't think it changes how special it is no no that that's definitely true she said that if free Rain is ever killed it will be by the demon king or a human mage mm. seeing as the demon king is now dead <laughs> assuming she is correct then it's going to be a human mage uh, of course free Rain doesn't need to be killed by anyone um, but if she is, then Syria thinks it'll be by a human mage at this point. She was kind of trash-talking the technique of restraining your visible mana. Absolutely, uh, When yeah. she was talking to the other uh, instructors. Yet, apparently, she uses the technique herself. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was, that was kind of funny and interesting, and it makes me wonder what else she may have been untruthful about. Yeah. If there's anything else that we've seen her say or heard her say right. that might not really add up with what she, I guess, actually believes. Well, that's an interesting thing you bring up because she's mentioned multiple times how, like, with Flame, she's like, why did I even bring that apprentice? It was just a yeah. whim. Mm-hmm. And then she mentions another apprentice. I forget his name, but he, he was in the story a couple times. And how... He showed promise, but you know, because he's human, he's gonna die soon. So it's like, you know, why do I why do I keep doing this to myself? And then she gets really excited about Fern and is like, Yes, be my <laughs> apprentice. So Yeah. I think she actually really does 
maybe maybe it's just because there's no one else out there for her to bring in as an apprentice. Right, there aren't many elves. Yeah, true, true. But she does seem, you know, excited about promising magic users. And when you look back on some of the flashbacks, uh, at least with her and Flame, she is smiling and seems like she's uh, having a a good time. Like a better word, raising. Uh, Flame. Right, yeah, it's true. Even though she says, like, oh, I thought it was so silly and it, it, was, it was so asinine. She didn't use the word asinine, but it, she kind of went, mm. what she was saying didn't match up with the imagery that you're seeing. Uh, yeah, and, and that, I agree. And maybe that's nothing. Maybe that's just how they decided to draw it and it, I shouldn't be reading too, too deep into it. Mm. But based on the fact that she doesn't, it doesn't seem like she's always. 100% truthful with herself maybe that maybe mm-hmm. she is fond of humans maybe she yeah ha- has a soft spot for them but maybe she doesn't want to admit admit that right i mean i i think that's really very possible cuz i i i also picked up on on that little detail in the in the illustrations how how it yeah it seems like she was enjoying her time with 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 flame and mm-hmm. and and also as you said like uh, she she raised um, or or she kind of tutored Lernan to become the first yeah that guy first class mage and and she said she kind of regretted regretted it but almost immediately after she invites or she she asks Fern to become her apprentice uh, yeah it is it is right. it is curious uh, but I guess <laughs> real quick on that since Fern won't want that like she doesn't want uh that. don't take the thunder okay fine go I'm, go ahead. maybe i go ahead i'm probably go going ahead. to i'm suspecting syria might take Ubel under her wing instead yeah so i, I think that's a strong possibility however here's uh-huh. my counterpoint to that ah okay would Ubel even consider that um. because she clearly has well i I do kind of want to save this discussion for her but i just think that ubel is in the realm of genius but would she want to be tied down to an apprenticeship oh that's Uh, fair that's fair you know it doesn't doesn't exactly seem her style but then again Mm. uh maybe the idea of learning some spells from Sire, Serie, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, is appealing to her because it does seem like she wants to collect as many spells as possible. Maybe. Right. I mean, yeah, she is a collector of spells in in in, in a way. Um. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I, I, I mostly believe that she would. Um, but really, only kind of for her own benefit. Like she probably wouldn't necessarily stick with it for a you know too too long of a time but just kind of long enough for her to have benefited from it kind of because she is after all doing these exams and she is kind of complying to the system in that regard so i i i believe i could i could see her being an apprentice to someone especially since she even pointed out in this in this volume that she is an inexperienced mage compared to a lot of the others but but yeah, I guess we shouldn't go too far into evil right now. But 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 anyway, <laughs> I I do think it's an interesting thought that she may, uh, 
become serious uh, apprentice at some point. And it's also funny that we both uh, had that thought. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have more to say on that when we talk about her. For sure. Anything else on Syria? Uh, I, we we've kind of, we've touched on it at various points, but I just want to again bring up the instability in her mana. Mm-hmm. Um, it means that she's suppressing it a bit, but also that who knows how by how much more she has uh, yeah. mana. However, you do mention that she kind of belittled uh, Flame and Firen's training in, in, you know, suppressing their magic. But the demons were able to suppress their magic as well. They just didn't usually do it um, for various pride reasons. So I'm curious if, while CDA is doing it at all times, how much is she actually suppressing it versus how much Frieden suppresses it? And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, CDA turns out to just be leagues above even Frieden. But I think it would be a cool twist if it turns out that Frieden's power is, has surpassed CDA even more so than she has uh, been able to realize uh, because of her uh, Frieden's suppressions and how much she suppresses it. Like, hmm. what, what I'm saying is Sidia suppresses it just enough, but because there's so, it's so much power, she, they, they, people can't see the instability, but it, it's not as, it's not, she's not suppressing as much as Freerang could be. That's just a possibility. It could be hmm. the other way. Hmm. It could be a different, you know, that she is actually suppressing quite a lot, but I, I wonder. I, I guess I, I just assumed that she was suppressing it as much as she could, and that resulted in a, I guess a mana aura that looks massive still, but that if she would just relax or whatever, it would just be out of this world, kind of. Uh, because it looks like right now it looks like it's kind of on par with free rents when it's all out, you mm-hmm. know. Right. Yeah, and she's definitely lived a, a long time, and is yeah. this ancient god mage you know i i get it yeah but at the same time i do kind of see your point in how maybe she wouldn't want to suppress it or restrict it too much because if she did then people would think less of her kind of yes Um, so i i I could definitely see that as well i think that's a good point too yeah and Mm. i also think that not being able to just really silence your your mana or, or uh, suppress it is almost a sign of inability less than just her not being able or, or choosing not to um hence why she kind of mocked Frieden and and Flame for training for so long to be able to do that so i i kind of doubt that she has the ability to uh, go all the way you know down to like a little silver sliver that it seems Frieden could potentially do I don't think I don't think Freerin can do that. I think that's the smallest she she can go is what we usually see. Are you sure? I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure she's gotten smaller. I don't remember ever having seen that, but maybe I'm wrong. I I definitely could be. Uh, I just assume that because hers is so big, normally it can't go as small as, for example, ferns. Um, but I yeah, I definitely again could be wrong about that. While reading the volume, I I started thinking about serious height yeah she looks to be about the same height as freeran roughly uh Mm. which is rather short 
they they are both kind of short. Uh, Fern kind of towers over her. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, over both of them. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about like, is that just kind of normal for el- for elves? Uh, obviously, we have crafts as another example of an elf. Uh, <laughs> he looks to be kind of, I guess, normal normal sized at least you know compared to humans uh, he at least he's not short at all no uh, in fact he's probably on the taller side i think so so it got me thinking that what if freerin and serious heights are just kind of average adult female elf heights in this world uh, obviously we only have those two examples um but seeing as they are basically the same height and at least Syria is definitely uh at least the way i see it uh fully grown and i i do believe freeran is as well um although maybe not as certainly but i do believe they both are like fully grown mm-hmm. um they may maybe maybe elf females just don't grow as tall as uh on, on average as uh human females yeah we're women <laughs> <laughs> feels so weird saying females about humans i don't know i don't know anyway but yeah that, that, that was just a little bit of a speculation there on i guess the anatomy on elves but let us talk about Ebel next okay she's growing to understand land better little by little mm-hmm. um this volume she actually she put her life on the line because she trusted that he would help her out um so i thought that was that was interesting to, to see from her. Uh, like, she must have felt very sure that he would uh, kind of come and, and, and assist her there. Uh, otherwise, I don't think she would have done it unless she was very certain, I guess, that, that he would. But it was, it was still a very interesting move. Absolutely. She's not limited by her ma- imagination. Mm-hmm. The book, or I should say, Sensei goes as far as to call her um insane but also a genius exactly um, and in, in some cases those are synonyms of each other <laughs> i believe so yeah <laughs> yes no that, that, that was definitely really interesting how we understand that this slashing spell of hers relies mm-hmm. on her believing that she can slash through whatever it is that she uses is on mm. and I, th- I think that's a really interesting and unique gimmick and yeah. in general, this volume kind of as a whole really establishes that imagination and visualization are really central to the use of magic in this world. But well, obviously, Ubel's slashing spell is, I, I guess she kind of takes it to a new level. But because of this, I believe that Ubel will be among the ones that will pass a serious interview, uh, just because she is so... Well, she is very, really skilled at the imagine, the imaginative and visualization part of magic. I think, I think that's going to be potentially the reason why Syria is going to pass Ubel at the exam. Yeah, no, I, I, I would be surprised if Ubel doesn't get passed. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I just think she's too much of a, of a genius, really. <laughs> right. And has too many of the qualities that CDA looks for in a first-class mage to pass. Although I do wonder why. Why? Well, I guess he was the first, first first-class mage, you know, and he had potential because he was even able to see that Freerin was restraining her, 
her mana. Mm. So I guess they, he had potential too, but not not like this. This <laughs> Ubel is just something something very different, a kind of a once in a generation genius. So, I mean, although Fern's got something going on too, so she definitely does. I mean, she's also uh, she has also impressed Syria, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. It'd be it'd be very interesting to see if some sort of rivalry comes between <laughs> Fern and, and Ubel. I mean, there definitely was that potential in the previous volume, but it didn't didn't really spark anything. Right. But th that's also a thought that I kind of enjoy about the possibility. Like, assuming we are right in assuming that Syria will take on Ubel, then we would have these two pairings with an elf mistress or master and a human uh, disciple or what do you call it? Mm -hmm. uh, apprentice. Mm -hmm. With those kind of mirroring each other and perhaps these rivalries maybe uh, developing more from that potentially. Yeah, that definitely could be interesting. But we did learn about this um, third class mage exam that Ibu was a part of two years ago. Yeah. Where she sliced the instructor in half <laughs> despite his impeccable defensive magic. Like, that, it was yeah. like uh, unrivaled. But she believed she could cut him, so she did. I love that. It's so interesting. Uh, by the way, that guy's name was Berg or Burg in German, whatever. Um, which means castle in German. Oh, that's cool. I'm not entirely sure. I, I guess a castle is supposed to be yeah, hard, hard to penetrate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so oh, I think like it makes that. perfect sense. That's cool. So yeah, just wanted to mention that real quick. But yeah, you will definitely, definitely fun to learn about her, more about her backstory, more about her kind of psyche to a degree uh, here mm -hmm. in this, this volume. Very, very fun to dive more into her. Right. And I guess going back to... Um, Sidier's idea of magic being special, Ubel is definitely in that special kind of region, and mm. you could argue Fern is as well. But um, I think there's a lot of uh, pleasing qualities that Sidier will find in Ubel, and it, I don't know. It's just it's gonna be interesting to see uh, how they interact and if Ubel is actually willing to go along with it. Um, there's probably a lot yeah. of benefits for her, but I also wonder if that's something that she wants to be tied down to or how, exactly. how or even how restrictive it would be who knows uh, yeah right i guess it really depends kind of on what kind of a deal they make or whatever yeah they, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah i i, I love that possibility anyway mm -hmm. uh, anything else on evil you know i i think i mentioned this last volume but while she's definitely frightening it and you see that kind of frightening side in, in, in this volume. You do see the more human side of her as well and how she's yeah. sympathizing or empathizing with, with people. Um, and with her and, and Land, you see it where she's willing to sacrifice her bottle for him, um, even though she's kind of figured out it wasn't the real him. <laughs> yeah. But, it, you know, there's, there, there are signs that she has qualities of a good person. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely think so, too. To what extent is that just her being manipulative, her trying to get what she wants, or is it actually genuine? I'm not entirely sure. Because there is the underlying thing where if she can eventually empathize with him, um, she does get his magic, his spell. Mm. So, I don't know. 
We'll see. Yeah. We will, we will. Then let's talk about Denkin a little bit next. He was, I, I, I thought he was very smart to want to cooperate with everyone in order to complete the exam. Mm. Sadly, I think there was just too much distrust among the group for that to really work, or at least for it to work right away. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I, I liked his, his ideas there. Yeah, I mean, he's really one of the, the few who knows what they're doing. Um, I'm <laughs> curious, I'm curious if... Sidia is gonna pass him. Um, she may not because of his age. <laughs> That's ageist. It is, but she doesn't <laughs> give a crap. No, she doesn't. She does. I mean, he, technically, he's he's really young compared to her. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> She's he just barely born, you know? Like yeah, exactly. No, but I I see what you mean though. Um, I I've chosen to believe that he will pass. I hope so. I really do. I hope so. Mm. But I, I could also be. I could also see, uh, CDA being a butt about it. For sure. Yeah, that is sadly definitely possible. <laughs> um, and I think it would be cool if Fern gets passed somehow without being accepted as her apprentice. Fern becomes the the guide for Thinkin. Oh. And you know, and that way helps him out. Um, right or, or somebody else who because but I, I really i really if i'm being honest i think the, there's only two people who could potentially pass and i think that's fern and nubel i well and mm. free then but it, we've already that ship has sailed uh um, yeah <laughs> which which by the way let me just bring up because i think we had to talk earlier is oh what's going to happen is is fern going to pass or is free going to pass mm-hmm. and i i think we we both felt that either both or one of them would and i think i I think I was like, oh, I think Frieden could, but and I think you took more of the side that oh, I think Fern would. So you were right mm. on that one, although <laughs> although I always didn't necessarily think you were you were wrong. I I just oh, had yeah. a feeling it may go a different way, but um, it definitely <laughs> would, I I definitely think it will go the Fern way, potentially. We still don't know for sure. Uh, yeah, um, it's not completely settled, but it definitely is looking like. I mean, I I believe even though Fern is uh, not interested in becoming serious <laughs> a, a, a apprentice. Uh, I I still believe she will uh, pass this exam and become yeah. a first class mate and get that certification. I'm quite sure she will. Uh, so that that's very exciting. Um, right. So I I I think based on that, that the only two potential who could pass are Fern and and Ubel. I just hmm. I don't think Denkin can get past her stubbornness. To be honest, that is a fair worry. I. I'm probably though choosing to think that he will pass more likely than not uh, as the third person to 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 pass, and I I do think it's going to be those three specifically and no one else, is my thinking on it. If anybody deserves, I think I think he throwing Frieden out of the equation. I think Denkin is is after b- before Uba or you know what I mean. Like he would be next uh, in line. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms That's of fair. people who would pass, but yeah, I right. I just don't know if she's gonna bite but anyway um mm. yeah i mean he just continues to be a a wise i'd even say kind man mm. who has experience and and is teaches the the younger folk and consoles them and dotes on his adopted grandchild i don't, I don't know dude that, that relationship is still kind of funny but but wholesome i love how that continued into this book the whole thing with laufen and it almost made me wonder, like, 
what if they actually are grandfather and granddaughter? <laughs> <laughs> Almost got me to think that. <laughs> she even calls him her, her old man, you know? Like, right, exactly. Like, like they've known so, each other for years. It's like, yeah, it's so seamless, like, <laughs> so natural to them at this point. <laughs> uh, oh, well, oh, well. Um, anything else on Denkin? I like how he sees himself in Richter, you know? Um, right. And he's able to give advice that way. That was good. Yeah. So let's talk about Sensei then. I mentioned last time how her name means scythe in German. And I, I think back then we, we were a little bit at a loss as to why. I mean, we kind of suspected that it would mean something about her trial being harsh somehow. But I, I believe mm. now, having gotten to know her character more in this volume, I believe it's because of her hair and the way she uses her, her hair. Yeah. Uh, so that's fun to actually, well, to understand and to know the meaning of her name uh, now. It was fun how she came along, and the fact that she came along actually made it a, <laughs> more of a challenge for, for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her, her role was very interesting. She claims to be a pacifist, and I'm inclined mm. to believe it. Yeah. Uh, although... I mean, this definitely is because of um, CDA's influence, but, you know, they're very strict on the tests and they try to not let as many people as possible pass. Mm. Um, so while it seemed like she was happy, you know, oh, congratulations, you all passed. When when she was like reporting to Sedia, it did seem like she was rather disappointed, you know? like Yeah, or at least apologetic about it. Yeah, apologetic, apologetic, but she also was, there was a moment where she was silent and Sidia was like, oh, this means you're upset or something like that mm. here to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I recall. Yeah. She, is, I mean, the her pacifistic side, it does show in the way that no one actually died in this exam, as opposed to the previous one where there were several casualties, several deaths. Mm. But it's it, it on Sensei. I, I just uh, want to touch on the, the spigo spigel demon you know like i i think oh yeah that that the whole clone idea and then the dungeon was just really cool um mm -hmm. i mean obviously very terrifying um <laughs> and and honestly the clones in a way were kind of almost zombie-like in in terms of coloring and vacant expressions yeah and, and also learning or understanding that they are mindless even though yeah. they act as if they aren't kind of they, they, the fact that we we do know that they are that also kind of makes it a little zombie esque. It also got me thinking about Dark Link and Zelda. Yes, uh, <laughs> actually, very yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of fun. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I don't know what inspired that in Legend of Zelda, but I wouldn't be surprised if that uh, part of the Legend of Zelda uh, inspired this. Yeah, 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 I could see that too, for sure. <laughs> Especially since, it's, yeah, Dark Link appears to generally in a dungeon mm -hmm. to face Link and he uses the same moves and everything. Yeah, it, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk next about Edel. Her name means noble. I don't know if we knew her name since uh, before. I didn't no, I don't uh, think recognize so. it. I, I believe this was the first time we got her name for her. I mean, she yeah. was a very minor character in the previous Just book. Just in the background, really. Uh, yeah. The other two but, stooges. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, her name is Noble. and um, That makes sense. It, yeah, I, I think it makes sense as well. And 
I, I really the only other thing I really had on her is about what she told us or well in the way she, she told us readers about how it's more mana efficient to manipulate nearby elements compared to just creating magic out of nothing. I love that um, like it makes so much sense I think I mean right. it's it, it's fantasy but you know it, it makes a lot of sense and I love just the world building that is revealed to us here and and I, I just here and there throughout the story uh, we do get little pieces of this um, but th this is one of those examples that I just I don't know it was just really nice to get that information <laughs> to me yeah I agree um, that was it was, it was it was neat and mm. I, I just like that we got uh, it'll just uh, actually got to know what her character is like besides just the funny little <laughs> panels we'd see in the, the previous <laughs> volume um, yeah and yeah you know she's an expert in mind magic seems very knowledgeable and able to break down a situation quickly um mm -hmm. and hypnosis magic is the business of her family so the yeah. you know surprising a lot of information about this this minor character um <laughs> in really only a, a few pages so i don't know it'd be cool if she was brought back in some way but i i would be surprised mm. if it was anything major uh, right but yeah i'm glad we got to learn more absolutely then next a little bit on verbal and on yeah i mean all of the remaining ones is very little for me at yeah. least but mm -hmm. um i thought it was fun to see uh, I, I he he gave an example of it, but he's not the only one who's given examples of um, mages who use uh, like magic that we've seen Freerun and Fern use, but uh -huh. they use it differently in various ways. And because in his example here that we saw in this book, he used shield magic, um, but he made the shield far bigger than it really needed to be, uh, which obviously must have consumed far more mana than necessary um hmm. and because i remember in one of the early volumes probably one or two uh i believe there was a chapter when freeran taught fern about the shield magic and how she shouldn't just create a big shield around her instead just create small shields only where they they need to be in order to uh, to um preserve her mana and so, so yeah, Freer and Fern do that. They are more efficient in that, in that way. But a lot of the other mages, variable included, don't really think like that. They just make a big shield to be safe, I guess. But it is not mana efficient. Hmm. But anyway, <laughs> did you have anything on variable? Not written down, but I did kind of forget about him when I was saying of the potential people that um, CDA could pass. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he has potential. I don't know if I'd put him above Denkin, um, but I could also see CDA playing, you know, ageism or whatever, you know, because <laughs> he's younger than um, Denkin, she, she could pass him. Um, but I don't know if he act ex exactly matches the criteria that she's looking for, but it, uh, it could be interesting. Uh, maybe, yeah. I've chosen to not pass him, <laughs> um, but but yeah, he he definitely. Could. Wait, you you chose not to pass him? I mean, I I've chosen to believe that 
Oh, okay. Siri, you won't. I, sorry, I was just like, what? But, okay, gotcha. Uh, but no, yeah, no, I'm aware. I, no, I no. myself a little weird. Uh, Again, yeah. like, <laughs> I just think that he is definitely in the top four of the most, taking, yeah. again, Fudin out, of the mm. passable ones. Um, right, yeah, exactly. Out of the ones that haven't gotten a, uh, a result yet, I guess, then, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd also place him at number four. Mm. Uh, very well. Let's talk about Lavina next. My bad, Pops. So disrespectful. Yeah. She called him a middle-aged man. He's like, yeah, I know it's true, but it, it hurts. Yeah, I, I, love, I love how, how she kind of has that attitude toward him. I mean, and he, he, has it com- he had it coming, like, since the, in, in the previous book. <laughs> yeah. he, was, yeah. he was very mean to, to Lavinia and, uh, and kind of... Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, it, it's through her that we learn uh, a lot more about this water mirror demon called Spiegel. Oh. It means mirror in German. Mm-hmm. Uh, also the last name of a certain space cowboy um, in a certain space western anime. But yeah, it just means mirror. Hmm. She failed the second exam, but that doesn't really matter. She probably wouldn't have passed no, she wouldn't serious, have passed. No, <laughs> serious there, thing, no. <laughs> there's no way. I mean, let, let's be yeah. honest. Frieden mm. carried them in a way. and Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a good learning moment for them, and they're very young, so... They're, oh, yeah. They, they, can, they can certainly, I believe, uh, get this certification in the future, but they're not there yet. At least if Serie doesn't <laughs> do the decision-making... <laughs> But right. I mean, honestly, I believe I, I believe even without Syria, I believe she and Kane, like, Lavin and Kane, aren't first class material mm-hmm. at this point. Not I, quite. On, honestly, <laughs> they're they're very good, but yeah. Uh, but she got the head pats, and <laughs> she that, did. That, that made it almost better. <laughs> almost, yeah. <laughs> that was so cute. Uh, yes. Well, a little bit about learning next. We mentioned him already as the person who to become the first class the first the first first class mage and he was also the guy who designed the bottled escape golems oh that was him oh mm. I, yeah they, they mentioned for some reason it, i like, forgot to ne- connect of, the names no yeah no yeah yeah i remember, I remember the name being passed there. by at the start yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and his name learning learning means to learn in german yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. one yeah. one could probably guess <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, and anything else on him? No, no. Then uh, a little bit on Stark. The only thing I really got is that he he's still hanging out with uh, that old man who probably has dementia. Um, <laughs> who's like, I've taught you all I can. <laughs> like, there, I have nothing more to teach you. <laughs> like, that that's guy, what oh you said God. last time. That's so funny. <laughs> or that's what you keep saying, or whatever. It, yeah. <laughs> I love I love that gag so much. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> it was so great. It was I, it was somehow funnier the second time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously he this isn't his arc exactly. But do you have anything else on Stark? Uh, no. Well, yeah, yes. Just one, just one little thing. Um, he he's talking to friend. He's like, even I don't get you, and she starts hitting him. He's like, please, no, don't hurt me. Um, But I I really like the advice that he gave Fern about that. Frieden is trying to understand Fern, and that's the important part. 
uh, right. she's trying, you know? So we all have different personalities and it, yeah, I mean, that doesn't necessarily excuse terrible behavior. No, but I, I think it, it can give us a, a help us forgive others and understand that, uh, or at least look for ways that people are trying to improve or, hmm. um, how they go about understanding and uh, thinking of things. Yeah. Right. And I mean, the act of trying to understand each other is really the first and arguably the most crucial step in understanding someone. Mm. So, like, without trying to, you won't be able to, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, th I think that's a very beautiful message that comes from Stark here. The rest of the characters that I have mentions for are really just translations of their names. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but uh, I guess we'll go through them and add anything you want, uh, if there's anything. Um, first up, we got Metude. Uh, her name means method. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> then there's... Um, Edel's guys, uh, Bly and Dünste. Mm. Bly means lead, like the the metal lead. Huh. Not really sure how that's connected to his character, and Dünste means thinnest, like the th thinnest. Um, like with an F or a th. Th. Oh, thinnest. Okay. Thinnest. Yeah. Also not super obvious why that is his name but does he have a thin mustache yeah. like i don't even know it, well, i don't think it's particularly thin i, I tried to look at like, is it the mustache is, is it his waist but like i i thought both were kind of average I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no his, his mustache is pretty pretty thick uh, right, true. Yeah, the mustache might even be thick. So his his name should have been thickest or <laughs> whatever that is in German. Uh, actually, I think the word for thick in German is dick. Um, <laughs> I I believe. Um, I I could be wrong, but if I recall from my German lessons many years ago, <laughs> I think that's the case. That's, but that's please so funny correct on me. So many levels. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, if any Germans are listening to this, which I, I believe there are at least a few, maybe, um, then please, um, please correct me if I'm wrong on that. <laughs> um, oh, man. <laughs> Just call me thick. Dummy thick. Um, <laughs> well, uh, moving on. The last, very last character that I have uh, that I'm going to bring up is Falsch who uh, is another one of the series uh, instructors or guys somehow. He was uh, one of the three that appeared on a panel in the previous volume. Right. You speculated that he may have been, that maybe he would be one of the instructors for the exam. I did. What I thought was definitely a fair, uh, uh, I guess, uh, speculation. No, uh, you fought back against it. You did. Uh, I remember. Did I? I was I mean, salty. I, you fought back. You're just like, no, there's no indication. Like, there's no. I'm like, oh, but come on. And you're like, oh, okay, maybe. But I, I, it was kind of like have, a maybe. I may have been like... But <laughs> it, 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 in the end, like, it, it wasn't true. Like, he wasn't going to give the final exam. However, however, he was a person. He is real. Like, it absolutely, wasn't, it was a thing. <laughs> so it wasn't totally crazy. No, 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 absolutely. No, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he was there and falsch in. Um, in German means false or incorrect, hmm. which 
not really sure what the significance of that is there, but that's what it means anyway. <laughs> I guess he was wrong about food then, I guess. True. Actually, yeah, you could say that. You could say that. Very well. Let's move on to the final bit of the discussion. So, out of the 18 who entered the second exam, six of them failed, being Lavina, Richter, Edel, Bly, the little mage girl who I don't know the name of, yeah. as well as uh, the douchebag guy who I also <laughs> don't remember the name of or know that maybe we never got it. Overconfident guy. <laughs> Definitely overconfident. <laughs> so I was very glad to see that he, he was carried out <laughs> in that one panel in kind of the montage section <laughs> i didn't uh, die yeah exactly nobody died but uh, that leaves 12 who entered the well this final third part of the exam and we learn we well we we saw six of them fail mm -hmm. which obviously as we've talked uh we both believe fern and you will stand a pretty good chance at passing mm -hmm. uh, i've I believe Denkin will pass, and I think you think that there's a good possibility for that as well. We talked about Virable being probably the fourth contender uh, mm -hmm. in order, uh, and Metuda and Land remain as well, but I'm pretty sure they are not going to pass. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I'd actually put Land ahead of, from what I've seen, probably put her ahead of Metuda, but um, mm. yeah, I just don't know. With Land, I... I don't know if it's quite to the level that she would be wanting. Um, I really haven't seen like what his mana detection is like or uh, anything to that extent. But mm. I don't know, man. If uh, if Ubel really impresses Sidie and she gets taken in as apprentice, like I don't know, like maybe maybe she'd be able to convince <laughs> her to, to let Lan pass. But oh yeah. That's really the only way I could see it, him him passing. Um, yeah, I believe so. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. I'll be honest with these exams. I I think I've, I've I've gotten some things right for the most, but for the most part, I think I've been wrong. For example, I I think we, well, I actually don't remember what we, how we said the, it would all end. Did we say that it would, the third exam would end in this next volume, or did we think it would be, two volumes or? Do do you remember? We we talked about it for a little bit. We definitely talked about it. Uh, I don't remember what your speculation was. Um, I believe my speculation was that uh, the second exam would take up most of this volume, which it did. I don't think I explained what I would think about the like the exam as a whole, though, like with the third part and everything. Ah, oh, I could have sworn we talked about that though. We we definitely may have, but I don't really remember. I, I I'm just really happy right now about the fact that it seems like Freerin. I mean, obviously she did get the fail, and it seems like Fern is going to pass. I'm just mm -hmm. really happy about that <laughs> because <laughs> that's a win for me. <laughs> you, you definitely you definitely nailed it. Uh, and again, I never said it wasn't a possibility. No, uh, no, no. Mm. I just yeah, I thought well maybe what if a good went the other way. Uh huh. I think with the third exam, we'll, we'll, that'll be obviously quick, one or two chapters if that. Uh, yeah. And then I think we could finally they could finally move on, <laughs> um, and so I, I uh, I'm happy that we'll get Stark back probably more consistently, um, but I also wonder if we're gonna finally see, um, Sane or Sin or however. Uh, Sign. Sign. Oh, that's right. I I mm. thought that, mm. but then I changed it. 
um, side. No, it, it's confusing because we've had, um, obviously we've done 12 discussions about Vinland Saga on the podcast where there's a lot of Scandinavian pronunciations. And it's funny, and I guess I, I've started thinking about it a little more, how German pronunciation and Scandinavian pronunciation differs when it comes to the E-I letter combination. Mm. Whereas in, in German, it becomes I, and in Scandinavian, it becomes A. So, yeah, you just got to try to keep track of that. <laughs> Get good, James. I'm sorry. Um, so, will they meet up with Sign again? Like, uh, I feel like, I, I, I mean, I definitely want that. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that would be nice. I mean, I'm sure they will eventually. I just don't know exactly how, how soon. But regardless, uh, as you said, it's going to be a blast to have Stark be, you know, back more and more uh, pro- properly into the story again. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, also, as you said, this this third part of the exam can't take long. Um, that said, though, maybe they will linger on maybe the aftermaths of it, uh, perhaps, including like maybe there will be something with Evil Syria, Denkin, something with that. Yeah, I I think there'll be something, especially if Denkin ends up, you know, joining them uh, if he doesn't pass. You know, right. You need someone to help him. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that that would be sweet if he would go with them for a few chapters to get escorted. I just remembered that I I think in our previous discussion, I said that very few people would end up passing the second exam, and that did not happen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sensei so I'm was just, too. I'm just too I'm generous. just taking L's left and right here. It's um, okay. <laughs> I really, I really uh, thought it would be like Fern and Frieden, or one or the other, um, get to mm. the third exam or something like that. Oh yeah, like and then having like a yeah, just like a small thing for the yeah for the, for the finalists. Yeah. I mean that that, that yeah I see. I'm, but but yeah, I mean sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you get unlucky with these predictions. I mean I know what it's like <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, I don't call it luck. I call it prediction predicting. <laughs> And unfortunately, I have not been able to, or not a, that's not true. I have predicted some things, but you have, uh, yeah. <laughs> this, this arc, curse you. <laughs> no, it's a great arc. It, yeah, it is a great arc. Yeah, probably I'd say my favorite arc in, in terms of like these longer lasting ones. I, mean, I guess to be fair, there hasn't been a lot of those in the story so far, but. Right. This is probably the longest, the longest one. Yeah, it lasted two solid volumes so far uh-huh. uh that yeah that is definitely the longest I, I believe that any one event kind of has been going on yeah but yeah it's, it's awesome uh i i hope i hope the story will move more into this kind of format and have it be more i guess arc focused as opposed to kind of more episodic as it was in the very beginning i well, though i i still enjoyed that a whole lot so i guess i wouldn't complain about that either but uh i'm I think I'm enjoying these more uh, longer arcs even more. I I wouldn't mind if it kind of went back and forth. Like it had some episodic ones here and there, and then it yeah, then it it would go to an arc for a little bit, and then back and forth. Because we kind of we we that's what we kind of been doing. Like when we had Guillotine Demon Lady. Yeah, Aura. Yeah, Aura. Her whole uh. I think her time, her arc was like a, a volume or so, wasn't it? 
Um, um, I, I yeah, I believe it was about a, a volume long. Yeah, at, at least it, it it may have been across two volumes, but I think yeah, normal. I think it was like from from about halfway into one to about halfway into the next. I think exactly roughly, yeah, <laughs> roughly. Yeah, I, I should say exactly <laughs> roughly. Um, <laughs> but yes. Uh, so if it, if it continues that kind of thing, then I'm I'm good with that. Absolutely. So yeah, um, man. Loving this series more and more by each volume. Truly, it's it's um, it's a masterpiece in my opinion. I got it rated at a nine out of ten. Personally, I absolutely love this story. Mm. How are you rating this story so far? How would you know? I think I got to give it a nine out of ten as well. I think sweet. <laughs> um, that's very appropriate for it. I don't know how I'd give it a ten out of ten. Um, that's always been a a, a challenge for me. Is <laughs> the jump between nine and ten, but yeah, uh, I think that this is a very special and unique manga, um, and that's why I I can debate if it should be your ten or ten or not because it has this unique take on a on a genre that uh, has been done in anime in, in manga quite a bit with this mm. kind of uh, medieval world and, and magic and whatnot, but this take on an elf's journey and her memories um, and kind of going retracing her steps in a way is very unique and and the characters are special and the comedy is on point as well so yeah there's there's a lot going for it and that's why it's a solid 9 out of 10. Wonderful and I believe with that all said we have reached the end of this week's episode. If you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by rating our show on the podcast platforms and subscribing to our channel, Umami Manga, on YouTube. If you like this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about Volume 7. Bye-bye! See you later! Yeah, good time.